Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. My, uh, I'm, I'm a bit quieter than Matthew and uh, a, a bit shy about coming up the front here, but I do have a testimony to share and uh, I, uh, I want to say that uh, it's, it's God who teaches us to pray. And he is the one that started this and continues this, and uh, it's all about him. So I was uh, brought up as a, a minister's kid. My, my parents were in ministry in the, the Methodist church. And um, so we were first the church, last to be to leave. And, um, and uh, you know, I... I uh, I loved God as, as a child and uh, as a young person. I, I never doubted that he wasn't real and that Jesus was God's son. I always have believed that. And, you know, I remember uh, one of my earliest memories of uh, hearing God's voice. I didn't know that you could do that. I was cleaning my room and uh, one day, probably as a nine or ten year old, sitting on the floor surrounded by mess and uh, had to stay in there till it was all tidy. And out of the blue, I, I felt I heard God speak to me saying, um, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Well, as a ten year old, I had no clue what that meant, but I believe that was uh, his first call on, on my life, the first indication that he was there, he was watching, he knew me, and he had a job for me. But I, I had no understanding of, of that sort of thing, so it just folded away. I, uh, I grew up feeling like a failure at, at being a Christian, in spite of knowing God was real and knowing Jesus. I was not terribly disciplined at reading my Bible and having a quiet time. Uh, I tried to do those things, but um, it was really hard work for me. And um, I, uh, I describe it as a little bit like eating dry muesli or dry cereal. You, you know it's healthy and good for you, but it's hard to get through. Um, that was my quiet time. Um, until some significant changes um, where the Lord took me from a head knowledge of, of learning about God and learning about Jesus to relationship, which is what Matthew's talking about. Uh, intimacy is relationship. The very first thing that happened, and this is, uh, I was a mother and married at this time and probably had about three kids, so I was around 21. <laughs> Just joking, seeing if you're listening. Probably about around 30. And um, I, I was at a, a, a meeting with a group of others who were praying about a mission trip to the Philippines, a short-term mission trip, and I think Matthew was probably planning on going. And um, 
At the end of, of the meeting, one of the people there came up to me with a piece of paper and said to me, um, God's given me a word for you. Here it is. And uh, it was a prophecy. Well, I'd never heard of that, never experienced that, didn't know anything about that. And he, in the middle of praying in this meeting, he'd written down on this paper what he felt God was wanting to say to me. Does God talk like that? Apparently. Anyway, I've kept it. And this is what it said. I didn't understand it at first. It said this, my child. So even though I was an adult, he's saying my child. This is my father speaking. My child, I have watched from afar, yet I am so near. Your tears I've collected in a chalice, for I treasure them as pearls which have come from your heart. They have not been shed in vain. I had three young kids. I was permanently in the laundry washing nappies at that stage in my life. Um, there was nothing exciting going on, going over to overseas missions or going to conferences. It was a long dark tunnel of nappy washing and housework. He, he saw my tears. He understood. They have not been shed in vain, but rather have touched my father heart. Do not worry or be afraid, for I, your God, have all things in the palm of my hand. Did I not set the heavens in their place and number the stars? Am I not the one who knew you since time began? Rest in me, my child, and allow me to do my work for I am preparing you, and all eternity will know that my work is complete. Therefore wait upon me, my child, for there is much to be done, and you will know. I didn't know. I didn't know what was to be done, what the work was. But I did know that God was trying to communicate with me. So this is the pr beginning the process of moving from my head to my heart. The second thing that um, began to stir in my heart, and it was quite convicting, it wasn't quite as loving, it was a convicting scripture. One of those times when I was doing a quiet time, Actually, I, um, I really tried to, uh, turning 30 was a significant moment for me. I thought I'll never have a chance to get fit. If I don't do it now, it's downhill from 30. And if I don't read through the scriptures, kind of that'll be downhill from there as well. So 30 was a very inspirational season for me to get up and do something. So I was reading my Bible and I read this. In Matthew 7, starting at verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, 
but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out many demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I, says Jesus, will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This had me worried. In my church world, there was no one healing the sick, casting out demons, or miracles. In the 30 years of sitting at church, I had never seen any of that. And I don't know about you, but in my mind, that were, they were the super Christians who were doing that sort of stuff. You know, the really good ones who do read their Bible and have a great prayer time, they must have been doing that stuff. And here, Jesus is saying that wasn't what it was about. When, when we stand before the throne of God, it's not going to be, well, here's my list of, um, what is it when you apply for a job? My, here's my resume. This is what I've done, God. I don't even know who you are. Well, that troubled me because when I die and I come face to face with God, I really want him to say, well, you know, who's she? No, I want him to say, Kathy, you're here. Been waiting for this. Eh? Eh? Sorry. I've been waiting for this moment. You know, I dreamed about you when I formed creation. There is only one you, and I finally met you. That's what I want to receive when I meet the Lord Jesus face to face. So I was worried. I thought, I'm in big trouble. I don't know whether God's going to say that to me. I, I don't think I can say that he would know me because I felt a failure at being a Christian. So I began to get stirred up in my spirit. How do I get to know God? I didn't go to university, so I don't think like that. I think very practically. So I thought about the closest relationship that I did have in my life, and that was with my husband. But how did I get to know him? How did we learn to love each other? How did we get to know each other? Well, um, Matthew and I started dating when I was 14. Don't listen, girls still at high school. <laughs> we met each other at church and then we, we didn't talk to each other at school because he was older and he didn't talk to me and I didn't talk to him. But on weekends we would go to church and we'd go to youth group together and then sometimes he'd ask me out to visit on the farm and sometimes visit going to the football and 
They've asked me to the movies once with his best mate. <laughs> so we learnt to know each other by spending time together. It wasn't just doing things. Some of it was just doing things, but most of it was talking. We had many, many, many hours of talking on the telephone. They did have them back then, but they were hooked up to wires. <laughs> and when I went away to teacher's college, uh, we didn't have a phone in the house where I was running, so I'd go around the, the corner, stand on the block outside the phone box and wait for him to ring. When the phone box was ringing, I'd rush get the operator. We spent a lot of time talking. And so probably we still do, we still do. And Matthew would know me better than anybody else, probably better than my parents because we've spent a, a lifetime together and uh, we know each other. So the next point, if that's how I get to know my husband, um, I can do that with God. I can spend time with him. I can read my Bible and learn what it says about him in the Bible. So now I have a reason to read the Bible because I want to know him. What does he like? What doesn't he like? I had a, a, a very challenging um, time in my life when Matthew felt he knew me well enough to start opening up honestly about me. And um, it was quite challenging. It was the day that I, uh, I made him a, uh, a, a birthday trifle. And it had all these chocolate bits with writing all over it, happy birthday. And he didn't particularly hoe into it, but and he, he said, I, I need to tell you something. And I thought, my heart's racing. What is it? What have I done? I don't like trifle. Think, yes, you do. You've eaten trifle all our married life. Your mother taught me how to make trifle. Your mother said to me, you always have a bit of cake, a bit of jelly, some custard mix, and whenever you have unexpected visitors, you can always make a trifle. She taught me that. And he said, I don't like trifle. The next year, he became more bold and said, I have another confession to make. And I thought, ah, what is it now? Pancakes. He doesn't like pancakes. I love pancakes. I never knew. We have been to every pancake parlor in Australia. He has eaten pancakes every time. And I never knew he didn't like pancakes. Yeah, it, it took some getting used to with that one. But anyway, we still eat pancakes. We've just found a nice way of doing them that we both like. So marriage bliss. 
always about a win-win situation, isn't it? So we have to communicate to know each other. And you know, prayer is about communicating. God wants to talk to us. And you know, when you look through the Old Testament, which I've started reading, it's pretty good. Uh, it says, time after time after time, you didn't listen to my voice. What does that mean? It means he's trying to talk to us. He has a voice for us to listen to. He invented the voice. He says to the people of Israel, time and time again, over and over, you didn't listen to my voice. So we need to ask the Lord to teach us what it, how, how do we hear your voice. There's one more thing. So the first thing I was confronted with was um, the prophetic word, then the scripture, and then there was the third thing. Yeah, it was a book that um, I read, and it was by a fellow called Mark Verkler, and he's written a book called Dialogue with God, or conversations, conversing with God. And actually, instead of reading the book, you can go to YouTube, and he's, he's got the five key points on about three-minute YouTube clip, just to make life easier for you. I really recommend them. So in this, in this book, he talks about uh, how we can hear God's voice. One of the simple things is going off to a quiet place just like Jesus did, away from distraction, away from the noise, switching off your phone, going to a quiet place and, uh, and being still. So that was a real catalyst for me. I began to um, uh, put the kids down to bed after lunchtime for a sleep and said, this is my time with you, Father. I put on some praise and worship music that was intimate. I love you, Lord. I lift my voice to worship you. And then wait and listen. And I, I would ask him, what do you think of me? And uh, he'd say extraordinary things, and I'd think, Huh, that sounds too good to be true. I must have made that up myself. Um, I would ask him about how to look after my kids. And he would give me a scripture for each one. I actually prayed for the washing machine because that broke down while Matthew was away on a mission trip, laid hands on the washing machine, and he healed it. Can you believe it? He didn't heal the dead sheep that died in the backyard, but we managed to hide that from the neighbor. <laughs> That's another story. But you know, um, I've kept a record of those things from back then. Those prayers, those words, that prophecy that that man gave me, he didn't know um, what I would be doing now. He, Waiting on God is about listening to his voice. That's what I do. 
That's what I teach on. He didn't know that would be happening. I had no clue. I wanted to marry, have kids, and live happily ever after. But there's a whole lot of after, after the kids. So this is what I'm doing. Um, because I was there every day, because I was available, he began to show me what to pray for. He began to give me his heart for others. So I, I uh, was praying. Uh, I heard the news that a friend of ours, uh, their house was going to be flooded. They had a brand new baby. They had two little children. And uh, there'd been a whole lot of rain and the river was going to flood and come into their home. We'd been in there only a week or two before and already cleaned it out once, hosing from the ceiling down because it was full of mud. And here's the news that another flood was coming. So I was lying in bed. The rain was teeming down. I mean, really pelting down. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, pray this sentence. The blood of Jesus saves. So I just prayed that sentence. The blood of Jesus saves. The blood of Jesus saves. The blood of Jesus saves. Over and over, that's all he gave me to pray. That's what I prayed. And as I did it, not immediately, but as I persisted, the rain eased off. I thought, beauty, I can go to sleep now. I'm a young mum. I'm exhausted. I'm ready for sleep. And the rain came pelting down again. So I stayed up off and on, praying like that all night and woke up to the sun shining. Another time, I'm... Uh, the house wasn't flooded, by the way. Yeah, glory to God. Just praying one sentence, you know. It was just, he gave me the prayer, just pray this. We can all do that. Another time, I was in my place of prayer, worshipping, listening to the Lord, and it's like the Lord gave me a movie in my head. And this is the time, uh, quite a few years ago now, with, um, what's it called? The Desert Storm, when Amer America went to war against Iraq and Saddam Hussein. And all of a sudden, they stormed all these tanks, stormed across the desert, through Kuwait to attack Iraq, and they brought down Saddam Hussein. Anybody remember that? You probably weren't born. Anyway, I saw what was going on in my head. It was like this movie, and um, I could see people fleeing. And, um, and the Holy Spirit said to me, pray that they've got to go, and they've got to go now. It was desperate. They must run now. And I was weeping. Now, I don't know anyone over there. I had no idea. But I know on TV, the Australian government was saying for all the Australians over there to just lie low in the hotels and just stay where you are and stay safe. The Holy Spirit was saying, no, they've got to flee. They've got to go now. 
So that's when I prayed. And um, watched what happened on TV. There's a lot of fighting that Saddam Hussein was overthrown. He was a dictator, overthrown. And um, I, I knew something had happened that was beyond me. Like Matthew shared in that picture, the Father gave me his heart for people that I didn't know, a situation I didn't really know anything about except what was on the news. But he had a higher view and he said, pray this way. Well, I've got to share, this is just amazing. It's like what you read about in books. Because some few years ago before COVID, we went over to 20 years after this prayer event, we went over to Perth to a, a little suburban home group to share about our story and to share this story. At the end of the meeting, a lady just quietly said to me, do you mind if I ask a few questions? And I said, no. She said, was that um, Desert Storm and Iraq and Saddam Hussein? Yeah, because I didn't give too many details. Yeah, it was. Um, was that in year such and such? Yeah, that was. You were praying for me. I was over there. My husband and I were British nurses working there. And um, when it started, we tried to get away. In fact, many expats dressed in um, their swimmers and uh, beach clothes because they thought if we drive across the desert in a zigzag and if we get caught, we'll just say, we're going to the beach and we got lost. Uh, I think they tried that a few times and were brought back. They weren't executed, they were brought back. And, um, but many, many tried to, to escape. They were held captive in, must have been Baghdad, for about six weeks. And then inexplicably, for no known reason, they were released. They were completely, she said, you prayed for me. So we can uh, shift mountains in our prayer. We can um, transform people's lives. Um, if we're listening to what the Spirit is saying and being led by the Holy Spirit, not just praying for myself and my sorto or my family, my needs, uh, there's a world beyond that that really needs someone to pray. And the Lord is looking for someone who will stand in the gap and cry out for others. Okay, now just before we give you a break to go off and have uh, uh, some sustenance, I'd like to invite you to pray while in the middle of this crowd this one simple sentence. Father, I want to know you more. You hear that? Father, I want to know you more. So you might like to just quietly tell your Heavenly Father, 
you want to know him more. Take some time and actually tell him that's what you want. Thank you so much. Let's give them a, a hand for, that, uh, for those sessions. Thank you so much, Matthew. And uh, what a great testimony, uh, Kathy. Thank you also. Just come up one more time, just real quick. I just want to ask you a question. This will take a moment, and I'm looking for an answer in a nutshell. What do you believe is the biggest challenge that God has with each one of us? Self. Thank you. That's what I thought, because I only had to look at myself to know the answer. Um, so let's just pray and thank God, and then we'll break out for 30 minutes. So, Lord, we just want to say thank you, and uh, we pray, Father, we pray that you would speak to us and that you would use us and that we would know you and the power of your resurrection in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.